Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Common Core Math Podcast, where I'm Chris Privetier, and I'm here to teach you how to do Common Core multiplication. So first off, Anna, I need you to show me how to make a tens from 18 minus 7, all right? Do you know how to do that? Alligator clip. Alligator clip. All right. Kelly, what's your answer? Uh, will it help me get an EXP bonus to learn Common Core um, EXP? You'll actually have to give back all your XP and fill out a chart and then prove why you deserve the XP. And once you've proven why the XP is real, then you get the XP. So so what you're saying is I need to just respec. You need to respec, yeah. Okay. Respec into Common Core. Uh, I, I like my current build. Ch Kelly Ryan joins me. Anna Marie Privetier joins me. This is actually RPG Cast. Um, we, we, we tried to learn Common Core math before the show and realized we need a teacher. Hey, come join us on Twitch. We have very interesting pre-show discussions. Like, no, how... I don't know that this is one. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this was one of the better ones. We learned that people learn the alligator versus pointy arrow less than greater than thing very differently, and then that segs into a discussion about Common Core math and how people love it and people hate it, and it, it's fascinating. So yeah, if you are listening to us and haven't ever joined us, we are live on Saturdays from uh, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And you can actually also watch the archive there if you are ever interested. Just go to the videos and you will be able to see us there. Um, it does disappear you... after a time, so check it out sooner or later. If you ever wonder how we got started on some of these crazy intros, you'll get about the 30 minutes of discussion that lead up to it. <laughs> and we get naughty on the stream. <laughs> oh, you should see what, what your husband put in the chat. No, no. No, 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 no. It's amazing. No, no. No, no. All right. Let's... Oh, Seraphim also points out we've learned that you can use Common Core math to repel alligators. So make sure to give that a try next time you're in the bayou. All right. So how about we talk about what we've been playing? So we're going to scare away all the people and get this over with first. Kelly, you and I have been playing World of Warcraft, but not together, separately. Yeah, yeah, separately. What? I, yeah. What does that even mean? Well, I've Why been playing... Why aren't you friends in the video games? I've been playing World of Warcraft. In my, in my head canon, you both are friends and you do everything together. And I've been leveling my oh. moose with Seraphim Kitten. But my head canon... Who, who, gonna... who is uh, the the president or the CEO of Soft Paws? What's Soft Paws, Anna? It's my it's my official fan club. Your official unofficial fan club? Yes. You're you're either the president or the CEO. You're whichever one he is. Whichever one he is not at the time. Yes. <laughs> You'll get cut. See, I I thought that you were playing your alliance character, and if the commercials have been teaching me anything, it's that I'd rather sit next to the tattooed guy on the bus. You gotta sit, sit next yeah, to... sit, <laughs> sit next to the guy currently tattooing himself on the bus. Yeah, stand outside in the rain rather than under an umbrella. And then what was the other one? Um, the, the one the with elevator? the baby was no, cute, baby. even though no. that was completely. Like, well, well, that that was that was completely crap to me because no horde and alliance would ever marry. Because <laughs> you would rather have the oh, same right. tunes on the 
but the you husband know, got too. the giant the giant plushy um griffin and no, like i, I mean think the, there's an the, obvious that was the alliance chris yeah. yeah that was the alliance yeah that was the husband yes you said and, it was the horde uh, no i said he got the giant plush griffin yeah no the woman got the giant plush griffin i think no, no it was the had, guy she had the little um she had the little lion. wyvern yeah. yeah okay she looked very annoyed yeah yeah, yeah, very. Probably because her husband probably dropped about four hundred dollars on that thing. <laughs> like, and, we were like, wait, for wait, diapers. can we get that from somewhere? <laughs> and I'm like, we're like, I want to get that for our house. <laughs> My husband wouldn't even spend two hundred dollars. Let me spend two hundred dollars on a knuckles plushie that was that big. So we're talking once. about World of Warcraft commercials that came out this week for uh, yeah, Battle for Azeroth, well, yeah, which is still the mo- least interesting expansion ever. So yeah, when I say moose, I mean uh, Seraphim Kitten and I are playing High Mountain Torrin. So if they you look like mooses, they they do look like moose. Um, you get and, moose milk. And as a Canadian and an honorary Canadian, we felt the need to to play moose. Wait, who's an honorary for, Canadian? Uh, Seraphim Kitten is actually half Canadian. Oh, okay. So he's an honorary. Does Canadian. he have citizenship? No. Oh, well, count. maybe. I've actually does never he, asked him. Does he like maple syrup? He speaks French. Oh, that counts. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I actually have a French book that I need to mail him. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting to do that. Oh, you can't read it anymore. Sorry, Katie. I can read it, actually. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. Your French sucks. My. Your French is as good as your Common Core math. <laughs> I still translate stuff. I even translated something and I sent it to my mom and she's like, you got it exactly right. And I was like, yay, thanks, mom. <laughs> So do you have very Canadian names? Um, no. What would what if, would the Canadian moose names be? Red, green, green, red. Yeah. I, I would good. call them Tuke and Puck. Tuke and Puck. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Tuke and Chesterfield. <laughs> Bob yes. and Doug would also work. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, um, when you uh, pre-ordered um, Battle for Azeroth, you got the opportunity to unlock unlock the allied races early. And so um, if you level them naturally, i.e. without a an experience boost that you purchase um, from 20 to 110, you unlock um, a bunch of um, gear that's uh, transmogrifiable and that you can't get any other way. And Wait, so, so when you level them naturally, you get bonuses. Yes. So then you don't need the bonus leveling that you got. Or you level them to twenty and then boost them. I'm so confused. you start. So you start. They start at twenty. Oh, okay. If you go twenty to one ten uh-huh. without using like a paid boost, got it. You get transmog gear, okay. unique transmog gear. It's Just the, for mooses. It's no, for, for anybody everyone. to use. No, but the gear is only given to you doing this with a moose. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Or or a void elf. Void, uh, do they get the or same the gear, light forge draenei? No, every. Allied race has a different set of unique okay. gear. So where do I? The void okay. elf is really unique. Cool. Um, void elf transmog gear. I'm trying my Google. How so I, even cooler is. This? Is um, this a heritage armor? Is that what this is? I yeah. think that's what it's called. Even cooler is each of the starting areas for the um, allied races has like stuff you can buy from vendors. Uh, that's unique to that particular race. So the High Mountain Tauren, the moose, um, has shoulder um, pads that are drums. Like oh, big, cool. huge drums. And so um, 
Kitten always has his shoulder pads transmogged into drums. And, like, every time we go into an instance, people are like, oh, my God, where did you get those things? Oh, yeah, look at these I need, I need to log they're, into They're not all drums, my... they're totems. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, look at these things. I need to log into all of my allied race characters I created and check oh, out some and of the, the and stuff. And the male ones are even taller. Yes. Jeez. So, and it's really funny because he and I made our characters separately. We didn't discuss our characters at all. And we actually ended up making identical female high mountain torrents. <laughs> Just to show you how far <laughs> the wild character creator has come. <laughs> There's still only one or two options you actually want to use. No, no. I mean, the high mountain torrents actually have a bunch of options. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And you just happen to settle on the same thing. So, yeah, it was just really funny. We just, I mean, there's a whole ton of combinations that you can do for High Mountain Torrent. And yeah, we just happened to hit upon like precisely the same combination. It was really funny. We looked and we looked at each other and we were like, wait, did, did we just pick exactly the same High Mountain Torrent? I'm actually, the one I'm looking forward to the most is the Kulturas Human Heritage Armor set because it's a very piratey looking set. Yeah. Kind of a waistcoat waistcoat yeah. look so yeah i don't think i'm gonna level up any of the other allied races until the next wave comes in and then i'm gonna decide what i want to do from there yeah because they haven't really said when um the zandalari trolls are coming and i definitely want to level a balanced druid as a zandalari troll because their um boomkin form is like a bipedal pterodactyl that looks so to, to me looks so much cooler than the standard boomkin. And yeah, the the cult you're looking at the culture as druids right now. Yeah, Those look cool crazy. too with the uh, tree form. Yeah. Oh, uh, where is it? Uh, tree form, tree form, tree form. Yeah, I don't see it because it's not a normal form anymore. So maybe I can find it somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, the the culture or no, I'm, the the, the Zandalari troll uh, druid forms all look so cool because they're all based on dinosaurs. Oh, like your flight form is a pterodactyl. Your cat form is like some kind of clawed dinosaur. Your um, bear form is a uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we can call that a cat anymore. <laughs> the moonkin is a bipedal pterodactyl. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Bear, I don't, that ain't no bear. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's like a war. It's like a war, war, warthog, war turtle, war turtle. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else we got here? And dark iron dwarves. What do they get for druid? Do they don't have it? druid. Yeah, they can't no, be but druid. But they can get a fire pet or fire cat yeah, pet thing. Um, they get one of the cooler. Oh, look at their totems! Their totems are anvils. Yep, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was kind of debating whether or not I wanted to race change Krell when they came out. And the orcs get really lame totals totems. And... Yeah, they're like chopped out. Um... I think orcs are the stupidest race in WoW. Oh, so mean! You're right. It's actually undead. So no, I'm I'm gonna get kicked off the cast. I'm sorry, Chris, but the stupidest race is still gnome. <laughs> hey, at least they have souls now. They have souls now. And there's a gnomes tiny... have souls. 
gnomes have souls? Yeah, yeah they can be oh. priests now. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe you weren't listening to the cast when we initially uh, were talking about this, but for the longest time, we maintained that gnomes had no souls because they couldn't be any healing class. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. You're right. So, yeah, that's still. I still want to kick them. So and they finally got priests. Can I so tell you? Now for for like an hour, I was trying to figure out how to unlock the moose travel form for my druid. Mm-hmm. Then I realize it's unique to High Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sucks to be you. Also, if High Mountain Torin have antlers when they're bears, <laughs> they didn't start. Ri- it's like the High Mountain. I feel like they got shafted a little bit. Like we'll just do what you're currently doing and throw antlers on everything, whereas all the rest are getting kind of like really unique druid forms. <laughs> Not so much here. Right. I think they're cool looking. Yeah, I, I well, like they shoved it. They just glued antlers to their heads. <laughs> <laughs> but that's enough to make them cool. <laughs> they're very right. that, that so is... Do the Nightborn have Druid? No? No. And nope. neither do the no. Lightforged, which is kind of lame because both of those could be really cool. To, to, when I rolled a Lightforged Draenei, to me, they had the most uninteresting class choices. Mm. Yeah, because it's basically be a paladin or else. Yeah. Or else. <laughs> Can I be a Nathrazani? No. All right. So you did the new expansion content this week, Kelly. Yes. So I'm, I'm doing the War of Thorns stuff, and I'm Horde, so okay. I feel, so I feel I like an, a monster. I saw an advertisement for War of Thorns, and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was some weird PvP event and like just a story. You're telling me it's an in-game thing. Yes. And yeah. it sounds really dumb based on its title, but I actually know nothing about it. So what is it? Is so, this where we go burn the tree? It is a set of yeah. quests that a new branch of quests unlocks every week. And you mm-hmm. do the quests, and then it dumps you into a zone where two things happens. One, it unlocks a vendor... Where you can a vendor, all right. Where you can purchase equipment, yeah, that catches up your character, and that vendor unlocks for every character on your account. So you don't need to do the ten quests again on any of your characters. It unlocks for all of your alts. Okay. Two where it is unlocks this vendor. Um, I believe it is in Darkshore for the Alliance, oh. but I don't know where it is for the Horde. Okay, because I need to go to that vendor and pick up some gear. Yeah, because um, I, I believe this week... When you say catch week, up, what does it get you up to? Uh, I believe this week it unlocked 210 weapons. Oh, the numbers are all new, aren't they? Yes. So what's like what's what's the... Uh, Two, it unlocks world quests. What's the current highest number weapon? Oh, let's see. Like My if you had artifact... 950 stuff, what does it turn into? Okay, okay yeah. the, the highest level for the legendaries is 265. Okay, thank you. And my artifact weapon on my hunter right now is 229, and that was maxed out completely. Oh. So. Daniel Nilnil and Seraphim say 210 equals normal raid gear. So Okay. Actually, I got two different answers. Seraphim says 210 is normal raid gear. Daniel says 210 was about 940-ish, which I would not have considered normal raid gear, but maybe the most recent raids or something? Yeah. I don't know. They yeah. Warforge up to 250, which is better than Mythic Argus. Okay, that's yeah. there's your 970 stuff. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, it also so unlocks good. world quests, and those world quests have a chance of dropping what was previously 950 gear. So 
So this is how they're dealing with how all your old gear that you put all this time into gets gradually replaced over the course of the new expansion. Yep. By making you replace it before the expansion. So you don't feel well, bad as it's getting replaced in the next expansion. Well, that that's good, though. The idea is, is if you had alts... Yeah. That, so a lot of people change their main going yeah. into a new expansion. All right. And that alt may or may not have good gear. So All as opposed right. to trying to grind a whole bunch of raids right before the new expansion... Sure. Here's 10 quests to do, and then... Then there's some world quests that you can do that may drop some gear, and Who's here's a weapon. Who's for all of this? Ten quests oh, take less than no, two hours. No, the ten quest part's easy. It's leveling all these alts and playing well all the time. Um, let, me, let me tell you something. Chris. Okay, yes. Okay, last last expansion when it... Okay, the, the Draenor expansion. Mm-hmm. I only got maybe two alts to max, just okay. because I was just so bored with the expansion. When Legion rolled around, because of the class fantasy stuff, I power leveled all of my alts, but I didn't get very good gear because all I did was just fly around Draenor with EXP potions and do bonus quests and um, get uh, treasures that gave you EXP. Mm-hmm. So because I did that, my gear going into Legion on all of my alts was garbage and because of it whenever i would go into a new questing zone i would get my ass handed to me just fighting normal mobs because my gear sucks so much Mm -hmm. so this mechanic to let me essentially just get get some good gear get some decent gear on alt so that i'm ready for bfa was so needed last expansion that it wasn't even funny also remember when you buy bfa you get a free push to max level Yes. So the idea that you're going to have two characters at max level and one of them is going to have kind of poo gear. I thought they gave you gear when you went to max level. It's okay no. gear. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's not that great. It's um, it's intended to get you started at that level. So let's see. I have a boosted character that I can log in, I, so I can tell you what her gear looks like. It was the that that was the character that I posted on Twitter yesterday that was doing the pee pee dance. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> so her character got stuck in place, and so it was like doing this weird kind of pee pee dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was sitting there laughing for a good five minutes at that and the more the longer i watched the funnier it got but yet yeah, that that character was bo- boosted i i i started up that pandaren when why is the, she doing um... that <laughs> what is going on there what is what's happening here all right so she's got a little pandaren with an eye patch which looks awesome i want to know where you get the eye patch and and like one thing of purple hair which is also awesome i don't know how any of this works and she's just shuffling back and forth like she really needs to pee <laughs> is this a bug yeah because okay. her torso just got stuck oh in... it's her dance but she's not doing the arms yeah her her torso got stuck and i was trying to get her to get unstuck so i was like doing slash sit slash sleep and then i did slash dance <laughs> and so that animation was going on and the longer I was watching it, the funnier it got. <laughs> so I took some video and posted it on Twitter, and then uh, two people pointed out that it looked like she really had to pee. <laughs> and now I can't unsee it. 
one of those people is me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think you get the eye patch in the stockade. How did? Yeah, how... I, I see. I call that glitch runway mode stockade? because it looks like she's in a fashion show. She's a captain. I don't know, even know how you get captain anymore. I, I'm I have of the no loop. idea how I got that. Uh, <laughs> You're just title. like, oh, she's captain and eye patch done. But I, I role play her as a pirate. Okay, perfect. Yar. Now I see why you want the Coltiras uh, set. Yeah. Okay. Do we have anything else to say about World of Warcrafts? Um, I like I said, I feel like a garbage human for um attacking innocent druids in Darkshore and wanting to go kill Malfurion. Because I, th- I was thinking, like, well, surely uh, the, you know, Sylvanas is doing this because she was provoked, and she's like, no, she wants the Night Elves out of Kalmador because she's afraid that they're going to start bringing Azerite into Kalmador, and she's trying to basically cut a nip it in the bud. And she's pretty much like, we I need just to go learned kill- this week that the expression is nip it in the bud and not nip it in the butt. No, it's nip it in the bud. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a gardening thing. So yeah. I'll, I'll just sit back now. And I'm logged into my pirate panda right now. They get one item of a 180 gear when you boost. So. You get item level 180, but then if you do the Dark Shore stuff, you get 210. So, yeah, but boosted characters could benefit from this. But, All right. <clears throat> anyway, that that was a little distraction. So, yeah, um, uh, the Horde is kind of being the aggressors in this, and it makes me feel sad. Because usually the Horde kind of has good reasons for doing things, but no, it, it, it's just Sylvanas kind of on her period <laughs> PMSing cool alright are we done I don't know anymore I think we're done wow okay. we're done yeah. wow All right. yeah Thank next goodness. week we'll talk about which which oh, character I should let's name let's move on oh. oh I have nothing to do wow ah Alex hi <laughs> hello Alex. Alex Kelly what else did you play um, I played a little bit of that crappy SMT mobile game. And oh, what's crappy about it? I don't know. I only played a little bit. <laughs> not only is it so gotcha, but it's so, hey, we've got stuff in the store. You want to spend money? You want to spend money? And I don't, I know that games are going to make their money like that, but I don't like it when they're that blatant about it. And I was really, really frustrated with how tutorial heavy it was at the beginning when when it's SMT and it doesn't let you skip any of the tutorials. So I, I'm like, just let me go fight demons. No, I don't want to learn how to fuse demons. I want to go fight demons. I know all this stuff. And I, I will say the graphics in that game are really good and seeing a lot of the demons in full 3D is kind of cool. Um, I'm curious if some of the more risque demons are going to be in the game. Somehow I doubt it. Um, but I just... I You guys know me and you guys know how much I love SMT. And this game just kind of... I couldn't get into it. 
Mainly because I was so put off by all of the gotcha mechanics. How long did you play before you just got fed up with it? Um, I got through the first uh, chapter. Oh, the whole first chapter? Okay. Yeah, the whole first chapter because uh, yeah. I don't know how to properly articulate. It, it just it, it got on my nerves. You know, I, I compare it to like uh, the Final Fantasy Opera um, how do you Omnia. say that? Yeah, Opera Omnia. Uh, Opera yeah. Omnia. Isn't that the one you like, Hannah? It is. Yeah. Which yeah has gotcha mechanics, but they're very, they're not as blatant. And you know, you got through the tutorial and like maybe two or two story chapters, mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. And the story was really good in that and this one it's just kind of meh you're part of a secret organization and you're fighting demons and no. I, I don't know maybe, maybe I just wasn't in the right mood for it but I just couldn't get into it okay. and that that kind of sucks because you guys know how much I love my SMT I do so I don't know. I I can't recommend it as an SMT fan, but I was also very annoyed by it. So who knows? Maybe there are three some... people streaming it on Twitch right now. So you can tell that's really? how popular it is. That's not popular huh. at all. Yeah. Oh, I thought you was being sarcastic. I'm like... not being sarcastic. I mean, I just searched for it and I see three people streaming it. <laughs> it's not a good sign. Yeah, I, I'm probably gonna end up taking it off my phone. I couldn't find any joy in it. So yeah, that's my unrecommendation for that. Um, I played a little bit more. I played a little bit more Octopath Traveler. I've got two more characters to recruit: uh, Scar, or Primrose, and Ulbrick. I'm, I just got to Ulbrick's town. I wish I, I wish I would have recruited Cyrus sooner because he is OP. Um, Cyrus is a uh, mage who gets a whole bunch of AOE spells out the gate, which just pretty much breaks any random encounters. And he has an ability that lets you um, see things, weaknesses off the bat. So that's been handy. So I, I'm hoping to have all of the chapter ones an Octopath Traveler um, wrapped up soonish, and then I'm going to start working on each character's story individually, starting with my main. <clears throat> I'm still really enjoying that game. I just haven't had much time to play it. And last thing I've been playing is more Final Fantasy X. I actually beat Unalesca on the first try, which blew me away because that the last time I played that, I that boss fight was just a brick wall for me so I can tell that I over leveled quite a bit and now I'm I've got the airship in Final Fantasy X and I'm running around doing side quests oh boy starting with capturing all the monsters in the world so that I can get Auron's ultimate weapon you gonna go back and uh, do your chocobo race I don't know (laughs) I really don't know you're still not sure I, I'm curious if I can control it better on the Vita, but we'll hmm. see. 
Um, I, I know that I'm going to be playing it on the Vita this weekend because the new season of Orange is the New Black is on. And, of course, that that's my show. It's your show? So I'm going right. yeah, that, to, that, yeah, that, I call that my stories. Oh, I see. <laughs> Netflix soap operas. Well, it, it, because it's so out of character for me to watch a show like that. But I love the characters and I love that show. So I'm probably going to be running around doing side quests in Final Fantasy X while binge watching that this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. I was really busy this week with some art projects, so I didn't get much much of a chance to video game at all, unfortunately. But... I had fun with what I did, just a little bit. Alrighty. Anna, what you been up to? Tokyo Xanadu! What is that game? Um, so, it is a game that uses the Trails of Cold Steel engine, um, but it is set in the modern world. So it's one of these Trails games. Yep. No, it has an action out. No. System. Yeah, so... Oh different battle system. You going to describe what it's like? Yeah, so <laughs> you go into a dungeon and you run through the hallways and there are monsters and traps and switches and treasure chests and then run, 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 beat up things, get treasure, run, 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 run. And at the end... You are judged um, based on a bunch of criteria. So it's like how fast you did the dungeon, whether you got all the treasures, whether you beat up all the boxes, um, how well you did beating up the enemies. So all the enemies are um, weak to a certain element and you can overkill them. And so... um, Each of your characters is related to a certain element. And so you can switch back and forth between two characters within a dungeon. And so you switch back and forth to take advantage of their elemental strengths. And so you run, 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 switch to twitch, do attacks. Some some things are weak to range and some things are weak to uh, melee attacks. And some things are weak to, like I said, certain elements. And yeah, it's really hectic. Um, but you kind of just get into the rhythm of like switching back and forth and doing ranged and melee attacks. And then you run, 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 run. This is very hard to describe, Alex. <laughs> Please help me out. Uh, you basically just run run through corridors, beating up stuff. It's the basic things. And then there's various types of attacks. You can do like mid-air stuff and it gives you a rating on, on them. It is a bit like... Trails of Cold Steel meets Ease, but not quite. I mean, the combat isn't as strong as Ease is. Yeah, it's not quite either of those games, even though they're both Falcom games. Yeah. So, yeah. It's one of those things that it's like, it makes more sense when it's in action than being described in words. It's very hard to describe. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff that basically builds towards a score, which isn't a huge thing you need to be that concerned about in terms of actually sort of progressing through the game, but it's sort of a nice bonus if you 
if you do well. If you get it, yeah. You get like some extra stuff. Yep. So, um... Yeah, it's a bit like Ethan that it sort of encourages you to just swap around the characters just to play on enemy weaknesses. Yes. But honestly, if you really just wanted to play one character the entire game, you probably could. Well, yeah. Actually, I'm I'm convinced that you could, especially if you played on easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the way it's balanced is it's fairly... It's a fairly linear balance throughout, so... Yeah. So, um... When you are not in battle, um, it is very much sort of like a, a, a slice of life game, very Persona esque, in that you are a bunch of kids in high school. And again, it borrows completely from the Trails of Cold Steel formula. Um, so you are doing quests and. Um, it has the exact same quest log. It has the exact same sort of quest mechanics. So you get a request, you go see the person, they tell you what to do, you go and do it, you get a reward. Um, different from Trails of Cold Steel, a little bit anyways, is that you have three sort of um, um, stats that are part, that you are sort of growing in as you go along. Um, wisdom, virtue, and courage. And so as you do well in dungeons, as you answer people's sort of questions correctly during story sequences, as you do um, requests, um, each of those will build up. And as you reach new tiers, you can go to your grandfather and he'll be like, oh, I'm so glad that you are growing in your personage and he will give you rewards, mostly equipment, sometimes money. I should note that that is also tied into the true ending. Oh, is it? But it's quite lenient in that you don't actually have to maximize everything. I think something like three stars and everything is actually technically enough to get the true ending. Oh, wow. Okay. But you do need to do some of it if you want the true ending. Yeah. So you are also building relationships with um, the people around you. So you have sort of like a log of all of the people that you meet in your day-to-day life. So it's your classmates, your teachers, um, acquaintances that are sort of within your realm of influence um so like your grandfather and your cousin and some yakuza that you meet and your teachers and um classmates and as you learn things about them it's sort of recorded in this book um and so it's cool kind of filling all of that out it's a cool little sort of log of things um and there's cooking and uh there's a guy who wants to eat your cooking and he doesn't want to eat any dish. He only wants to eat the dishes that are spectacularly good and spectacularly bad. Which is very bizarre, but I will not question his stomach. So I have been feeding him spectacularly good and spectacularly bad dishes. And again, this is, if you've played Cold Steel, this should all sound super duper familiar to you. Um, as you get more people in your party, they may specialize in a certain dish. And so that's how you get spectacularly good. Um, and you'll get people that are not particularly good at a dish, and that's how you get spectacularly bad dishes. Um, everybody has a soul drive, um, which is the weapon that they use to fight with, and they can put um, a gem in it, and that dictates which element that they are associated with. 
Um, when they started in the game, they only have one element that they're associated with. The main character gets the ability to change to any element. Um, all of your sub-characters get the ability to change between two elements partway through the game. So there is actually a fair amount of flexibility there. Um, and then they have slots within their um, weapons that you can unlock and fill with sort of um, smaller types of gems. And those you can buy or find or combine together with drops. And so there's lots of drops in the dungeons. And you use the drops to either unlock more slots in their weapons or power up abilities or use to make sort of these like little gems that you stick into the slots. So there's all sorts of systems that are all interconnected. And I think it sounds really complicated when I explain it, but they sort of give them to you really slowly one at a time. And so they're not in any way overwhelming and they all kind of work together in a really cool way that makes the game fun and interesting. But out of the 32 hours or so I've played, I've probably spent maybe 10 hours total in combat and 20 hours in doing story stuff. So if you are looking for a combat-heavy game, don't play this game. This game is lots and lots of um, social interaction, much mm. like a Persona game. Yeah, and trails and that you are encouraged to talk to all the NPCs. Yes, so I run around and talk to all and the NPCs talk, and all the time. And talk to them again several times. Yep. <laughs> yes. So I have been enjoying doing that. All right. So I'm I'm in the final chapter, which is aptly called final chapter. And so I should be finishing that today. Yay. All right. Alex, what have you been up to? No? He's not going to tell us? No, I turned the mute on. Oh, again. you turned the mute on. Shining Resonance, it looks like, is in your list. So have you been yes, enjoying I've, that, hating I'm... that? Where are you falling on that spectrum? I finally got around to putting it away. Yeah, he finished it and reviewed it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Oh, so meh. I should just look at your review. Let's see. It's meh. It's meh. That's yeah. that's what I've been hearing from everyone. Wow, that's unfortunate. It's got decent enough elements. I mean, I think Anna's touched on most of them. I think mine, my opinions generally follow Anna's net. Yeah. The localization's really good. Yeah, so no, his... There are lots of fun side events, but... This game looked mediocre as heck to me just... when I played the demo. His positives yeah. and negatives are like everything that I have discussed on the podcast. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, the pacing the pacing makes just playing through the game really dull, especially when you have to keep sort of traipsing backwards and forwards through the same, the same zones every time. If there had been a warp function, I think that would have been really helpful. There is, but only when you come back, so... No, I mean, like, <laughs> the ability to warp to the camps yeah I think that would have been helpful it's yeah I mean it's a bit weird as well because the way it's balanced it sort of expects you to go through it's like it expects you to go through everything and just defeat everything as you go through it which is a really unappealing thing to do yeah especially because there's hardly any variation in the enemies 
So you're just gonna be battling the same enemies again and again, even though they're slightly more powerful in the next chapter. So let so um, have you been playing more visual novels? Yes, I've been playing more visual novels. Yeah, what have you been playing? Um, Psychedelica of the Ashen Hawk, which is looks the very third... Japanese. Is that even in English? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Access has the... localized it. Yep, yeah, it's the third of their Summer of Mystery. Summer of Mystery? Ot- what is it like? Ot- three... Otome, no- Otome uh, novels. Okay. Yeah, and so this is the. It's the second of a pair, which the other one is Psychedelica of the Black Butterfly, which I played earlier in the year and was a bit meh on. So I have this up on visual. We've been talking about visual novels in the in the Twitch chat, and I won't rehash the conversation. But uh, I do have this up on visual novel database right now, and it seems like the biggest yeah. tag for this game is gothic romance. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. Longest common route, or Maybe. long I'm common route, fit. medieval fantasy, winter, reverse trap protagonist. I don't even know what that means. Um, cross-dressing? Uh, the, yeah. Reverse <laughs> trap means the girl looks like a guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which it, it basically she pretends to pretends to be a guy just because to try and hide the fact that she's a witch. We have Osan, Osanana Jimmy Hero. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. All right. And, uh, oh, Ghost Hero, Orphan Protagonist, yeah. and More Than Seven in- Endings. Yeah, I guess it's Gothic Romance. I'm not too familiar with what the exact definition of Gothic is, so I think it probably covers that. The Twitch chat has explained to me that Osanana Jimmy Hero is Childhood Friend. <laughs> okay. Yep. No, that's, like, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so is this yeah. any good, or is this, is this in your, uh, in your, yep, another another alex enjoyable visual novel i struggled to get into it initially but i think that's partly because i was distracted by the things at the time so i think i managed to give it a proper sort of had a proper session of it yesterday and i was i actually quite like this one it's i think it's the best best of the three ones they released this summer so i think it's strongest it's got some connections to psychedelica of the black butterfly but i don't know if you need to play that first because i haven't got to the ending where all the connections are actually revealed but i think i know i know one there's one character who looks like he's very much shared between the two games but on the whole it's it's generally well written localization it's the main character as well is actually more a lot more involved than they often are in awesome games which is one i mean she's actually going around doing things and investigating things rather than just being there while stuff happens around her which is what a lot of Otome heroines sort of suffer from doing no, I think it's one, of the, it's one of the stronger ones I've played cool well if you're looking mm-hmm. for visual novels there you go there's another option basically just everything from Axis <laughs> uh... I still think Color X Malice is probably still the best Osprey one I've played. Okay. Which is also from Axis. Did you play that, Anna? Or did you just get it? Which? Color X Man- Malice. I played it. I you finished it. it. Yeah, you liked that too, didn't I you? I did. Yeah. yeah, I got it because Alex liked it. Okay. Did you get all the right endings? I got... I platinumed the game, Oh, you platinumed. Okay, sweet. I don't need to play it. I got the trophy then. She plays it on my account. Maybe I platinumed it. No, oh. I think I did. 
I'll have to check. Alex, how's NHL 19 beta going? How are you even in that? <laughs> Where is that? Uh, oh, it's free. They released it like Thursday. Okay. It's on PSN for free. Okay, cool. I think it, run, it runs till the 2nd of August. So you like playing these hockey games, huh? Yeah. I like hockey. All right. Are you saving 1001? Uh, that's me. Why? You have no trophies or your trophies are private. On what? <clears throat> PSN? PSN profiles. Shouldn't be. I, I The struggle is real. I want my account to be completely private, but or completely public, and yet all the sites keep making everything private again. Well, give me your, send me your PSN profile slogan. Okay. I don't but, think I have yeah. a login on this site. I'm pretty sure you do, but I, okay. I've never heard of this. Okay. <laughs> so I'd be surprised, but all right, go ahead. I'm pretty sure that I've used this before. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, why. Yeah, I, I'm not signed up on this site, Anna. I'm sorry, Alex. Okay. Um, all right, so how's the beta? You liking it? Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's got this new weird thing called World of Chell, which I think apparently people call NHL Chell for some reason. Chell? Isn't that the protagonist's name in Portal? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Possibly. Although maybe it's based on the French name for the NHL or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it's got this weird thing, so it sort of encourages a bit more, like, one-on-one and sort of arcade play. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of that, which I've played. The one-on-one stuff's not really sort of the thing I'm stronger at. I'm usually better at teamwork, so I've been mostly trying out either the, the threes mode, which is a bit more arcade version, and the EASL, EASHL, which is, like, their proper... Six on six mode where sort of everyone each controls a player. But no, so far the actual hockey's like really fun, so I'll probably end up picking it up this year. Cool. Being a goalie is still really hard. <laughs> Alright. Although my, my save percentage isn't too bad at the moment. It's like eight seventy. Anna, I am Nabuo on PSN. That's what the issue is. Sorry. All right. So now that we've figured out my trophy stuff, we've gone through Alex's games. I think <coughs> that leaves me, correct? Or you, Anna? I'm confused. Did you go, Anna? Yeah. She talked about Tokyo, Tokyo Xanadu. She did. And you talked about bad M. Oh, I, I haven't been playing much. I'm a failure. I'm a failure at games. But I thought that you was Metroidvania-ing. That's supposed to be what I'm doing. But instead, we've been watching My Cat from Hell and marathoning it. And I can't do anything else when that show's on. I just like watching it too much. (laughs) Have you just face-palmed at the stupidity of some of these cat owners? I'm, I'm starting to question the legitimacy of the show based on how stupid some of these people are. Oh, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't. Uh, platinum color across malice. Oh, okay. Because I to do that, you had to get uh, all of the sorrow endings, and I didn't want to do that. All the bad endings. Yeah, no. Not no, all I, of the I, bad I... endings, all of the tragic endings. The really bad endings. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that's quite too much effort. 
I, I find it hilarious that you're marathoning my cat from hell because we had a my cat from hell moment the other night. Ooh, what happened? What happened? What happened? So I don't, I don't know what started it or what caused it. Our cat Murray and our dog Rex don't like each other. Mm-hmm. So, so that's always a very, it's usually very stalemate in the house where they, you know, have a pact that I don't mess with you. You don't mess with me. Well, something happened the other night where I don't know who scared who, but Murray lashed out at the dog. Oh. And um, he, when my husband, this was like at two in the morning or something like that. And when my husband tried to break up the fight, he got bit by the oh, cat. Whoa. Pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> So we don't know what is what is up with Murray right now. I think that I haven't been exercising him enough, and he's had a lot of pent up energy. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I, I think what also happened is both Murray and Rex kind of cuddle up in the bed with us at night, and I think that their paths got crossed, and they scared each other, and Murray kind of reacted to it very badly. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, my Well, cats. Kelly, l- let me tell you what my recommendations are. First off, we need to build a routine. We need to it's uh <laughs> hunt, catch, kill, eat, um sleep, repeat. <laughs> and then we need to catify catification your household. We need some high places where Murray can feel confident and feel like this is mine and the dog won't encroach on it. Um and then the next your next piece of homework is going to be you need to exercise. Uh you need to play. We got to get that energy out of Murray. And then when all that's done, um, we're going to give medication <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's always the same prescription. Isn't it funny? Yeah. That show, it's every time it's the same stuff. Velasquez just like, just kick the cat. No, that will not make it better, Velasquez. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think this was just a freak accident last uh, the other night that, where their pads crossed and one of them spooked the other one. And the one that has the claws just kind of took it out. And (laughs) unfortunately, my husband kind of got in the way of the thing. And (laughs) it is just a mess. And yeah, I I, I like that show for some of the advice it dispenses because it has some very good advice. And, you know, I don't think any house on the planet is more catified than my house. (laughs) (laughs) I could just see Jackson coming to my house and like you need to, you need to catify more. I'm like, bitch, my house is so catified. <laughs> the only, the only way to make it more catified is to literally have the entire floor be kitty litter. Yeah, really. <laughs> but, 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 you know, at the same time, you know, so, some people are just so stupid and shouldn't have children, much less pets. <laughs> I'm we were so, watching I'm one where the guy was upset that his cat was chewing on paper towel and knocking things off the counter. Like that—that's what cats do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my now, god! I wish my now I wish my for context cat would just stick to paper towels. For context, this was a guy who he had been raised with cats that had always been declawed. Yeah. So he had never lived with a cat up until this one that had scratched things or knocked things around because they couldn't. So 
Yeah, v- Vaughn's first cat um, ate iPhone cords. Nice. And this was when iPhone cords were still like $30, $50. Right. So, cry me a river guy whose cat is tearing up. Knocking blueberries off the counter. <laughs> well, and he had this teeny tiny apartment. He had no toys for the cat. And he had this one maybe six inch tall scratching post. That that was the entire furniture for the cat. And he was very upset because the cat scratched his couch. Yeah, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> He was like, I'm just going to declaw the cat and that'll, that'll solve the problem. No. Jackson called him out and no. said, maybe you shouldn't own cats. <laughs> and he was seriously offended. That's great. He's anyway, like, are you telling me I'm not a cat person? Jackson's like... Actually, yes. <laughs> well, maybe. Which, which is hilarious because um, you know, declawing is the one hill that I will die on. Um, yeah, yeah. Vaughn well, has had to, well, like... I mean, he didn't know what declawing entailed. Yeah, yeah and as soon as Jackson explained it to him, like horror, like true yeah. horror on his face. <laughs> All right, but we don't. We're not here to talk about cats. Yeah, I'm here to tell you. I started Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, uh, it controls really well. I've played about half an hour of it. I will tell you more when I actually experience more of the game. So far, big surprise, it seems like a really good Metroidvania. I'll get into it more. And, and it seems really hard, too. So, or rather, I should say, it doesn't tolerate mistakes. Let me put it that way. Okay, so moving on. Anna, can you start the news for us a little bit? Tell me about Nelki and the legendary alchemists. All right. So, um, we got a little more info about the game's exploration system. And apparently we are having cats transplanted. Um, so you are going to have a party of five. And the exploration is going to be pretty different from other games because exploration is automatic. Um, oh. So when the party enters encounters or gathers resources, that just happens automatically. Um, While every character has a variety of skills, attacks, buffs, recoveries, um, players choose which of these to use. Um, So I'm kind of interested to see how this works in action because... The description sort of leaves me with a lot of questions. Yeah, it sounds like you don't control anything in battle or during explorations. Yeah, it's hard to tell how much input you're going to have in this versus how much is automated. So That's all I think you do. But exploration looks like it's sort of automatic, so they just wander through like a straight line and, yeah, stuff happens. Gotcha. So, yeah, I I think I kind of need to see this in function before I kind of get a good grasp on it. Um, so Nelki also has to develop the village, and that's kind of a big part of this game is that um, is that town building. And that's going to be the big change in this particular game. 
Um, and this can be everything from expanding the population, building particular facilities, um, completing challenges, and all of these things cause the village um, to develop further and um, continue the story. I just noticed that there's a typo in this. <laughs> Alex, go fix the story. Um, so... Is this actually considered a spin-off? It sounded yeah. to me like it was a greatest hits version of the air, like kind of the, bringing together all of the alchemists and stuff at once. Okay. Yeah, it's sort of like a greatest hits spin-off. Yeah. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if this was the start of a next trilogy or if this was going to be a side story. No, I think it's a side story officially. Okay. So... Um, Nelke and the Legendary Alchemist has a whole bunch of characters that are coming back from previous games. Um, it is coming to Japan um, uh, for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Vita. Um, and it is coming to North America for PC, PS4, and Switch. So slightly and different systems between Japan and North America. Interestingly enough, the previous game in the series that just came out, mm-hmm. um, the Mysterious Painting one was like half off this week. So I went ahead and purchased that online just because I'm curious about it, even though I don't know when I'm going to have time to play it. I am looking forward to your thoughts on it because I have been holding off on buying any more of the Mysterious games until I hear more. So I have... Yeah. Um... I have, what was the other one? Um, I, didn't we both buy Sophie and kind of burn out on it? Yeah, so I have not... I have not... So I started... What was it? Hang on, I'm going to my log of games. Because I have it listed as the end. So yeah, I have Sophie on the Vita. And I think that was the game that I tried and bounced off of it. Yeah, I I started playing Sophie because we were playing it together and then I think something else came out and I d- ended up just kind of putting it down and never going back to it. I liked what I was playing of Sophie, but I just couldn't br- bring myself to go back to it for some reason. Yeah, so <laughs> I started playing that in June of 2016 and I played five hours of it and have not gone back to it. Mm-hmm. That and trying to do a new uh, Atelier game is really hard because you can't really look up stuff if you're stuck. Well, and I still don't think there's a walkthrough for Sophie. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, there might be. There is finally a walkthrough. <gasps> there's finally a walkthrough! Yay, so we can power through the game. Yay! (laughs) I've got to play through Sophie and Wow, this came out like less than a month month ago. Yeah. This was was made in June 2018. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to take a peek at this walkthrough after I'm going to send this to you. Yeah. I'm going to take a peek at this after the um, podcast. And uh, if this is good, maybe you and I should play through Sophie in the near future. Yeah, because I I do like Atelier games. 
I know. Man, they, they are they are a time sink. And I, I picked up the um, Mysterious Painting one on Switch just because that's, for me, that'd be the perfect Switch game. Right. And so that's the thing is it's like, I, I really want to get back into these, but the the mysterious games have a severe lack of direction so without an faq i i yeah that mm-hmm. was my problem with sophie and it was like all right if i can get through sophie and at least have an idea of how these games work then i can move on to the next one although i seem uh. to remember josh telling me not to get the second one on vita because it's really bad Oh, apparently wow. Ferris lags super bad on the Vita, so I'm gonna have to think about where I'm gonna pick that one up. Might have to be a PS4 buy for me. Yeah, see, I didn't get Vita um, for the uh, Mysterious uh, Trilogy be- just because um, I don't think they were released physically here in the U.S. Nope, they sure weren't. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. let's see if I can get through Sophie. Maybe that might be my next game because I'm I'm basically done Tokyo Xanadu after today. Yeah, and JRPG July is wrapping up. Yep, gonna have to write up my thoughts on 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 Tokyo Xanadu and and submit them to Josh before he yells at me. Mm-hmm. Right, where has the year gone? Where has the month gone? Yep. <laughs> right, and as we discuss in the now now playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei Liberation D Cross Two. Is now available on iOS and Android. It's a free-to-play game um, with lots of in-app purchase hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, you are joining a secret organization of devil downloaders, and you become a liberator fighting against a rogue group called the Acolytes. Um, you, uh, the, the game has a lot of traditional aspects of the SMT series, including Demon Negotiation, Fusion, and the Press Turn Combat System. Um, it is free to play, so um, you can definitely download it for free, try it out for yourself, see if you like it, see if you don't like it. Um, free to play is the theme this week. Yes, Sega because... announced Idola Fantasy Star Saga. Yay! Sega announced a new Fantasy Star game. Free to play for iOS and Android. Nope. Out that out. that no I I'm interested because I like iOS games I like mobile games but this made a lot of people really really angry. <laughs> All right, a lot Do you know of, who develops of... it? Uh, Sega. No. Yeah, they, Sega. They contracted with someone, right? No, this is developed <clears throat> by Sega. Ugh. Who's who's con- who made the um, Shin Megami Tensei game? Sega. Really? Yeah. Oh. Okay, that's that's what we're doing now, huh? Idol of Fantasy Star yeah. Sega uh, is set in the land of Vandal, um, who is constantly threatened by huge no. monsters known no. as Idola. No, I don't care. No. Can we talk about Shenmue instead? No, 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 no. Come on. A sealed god of destruction is starting to be resurrected. Boring. Um, so uh, Fantasy Star Saga has a command-based combat system in which the characters in the game fall on the side of order or chaos. Um, and you get to either play as Stella, who belongs to the Ares Knight Brigade, um, or uh, Yuri, who um, is an orphan who was raised as a sailor and joins the Ares Knight after an encounter with Stella. 
I uh, love the conspiracy theory that's been going on on Twitter that this was a completely different game and Sega was like, wait, the 30th anniversary of Fantasy Star is coming up. Let's just slap Fantasy Star on this and call it a 30th anniversary game. It's got really crappy Flash animation, too. (laughs) I mean, I would say that's baloney, except we've kind of seen that happen in other games. So I'm not going to put that off. All right. So talk about Shenmue 3. What was that? I'm confused about the Flash animation now. Was that the other game? I could be getting confused. No, this one's crappy too. Shenmue 3 got a new stretch goal. I don't know how they can still be doing stretch goals, but apparently they did. They've hit the $7 million stretch goal. Yeah, so they're doing Slacker Backer. Yeah, so now they will have AI battling system with the combat, which means players can have the option to automatically unleash combat techniques in response to opponents' positioning and distance. So the game will play itself now. All right. Great. Over on Fan Gamer is where you can keep, well, I guess Slacker Backer and Fan Gamer is where you can keep, keep throwing money into this game. They have a toy capsule box set on Fan Gamer, which is a Ryu, Senhua, Chai, and Forklift capsule toys that will appear in the game, as well as all the rewards from the previous tier. It's a $450 tier. Um, <laughs> yeah. It used to be $500 when it was on Kickstarter and Slacker Backer. All right. Uh, or you could just buy the game for twenty nine. Yeah. Warlocks two was announced. <laughs> I don't remember Warlocks one. I don't remember Warlocks one either. But this looks like a side-scrolling two D action RPG. Cool. That's all I really know. Is it's got multiplayer, local right. and online. So it's and coming. It looks like to it could be PC fun, but Nintendo it also looks Switch. like Anna has no interest. Um. Yeah. yeah. PC and Switch. Oh, well, it's going to come to PS4 and Xbox One, but to, that's you, later. You get to um, you get to like train familiars and stuff. Okay. Yeah, and choose like oh whatever. All right, we've got the a game style looked cool. Yeah, there was a At tank. The very least. Yeah. All right. Eh, not really my style. Incredible but... Mandy. What is this? It's a puzzle platforming adventure. Why are we even covering this? <laughs> Alex, why are we covering this? I think the and the news was uh, at that point. Okay, perfect. Good answer. <laughs> oh, I see. This kind of falls into the Zelda category. All right. Yeah, that's fair. To the point where he has a thing on his back that looks like a Triforce, and he's running around carrying a shining sword. Yep. All right. Hey, we got details for the Fallout 6, 76. No, wait, wait. We need to tell them what we actually learned about Incredible Mandy. Oh. It's coming to PC and Switch. Okay. We don't know when. Okay. Late 2018. All right. We got, we got details so what's up with this Fallout 76 B-E-T-A. Yes. They announced this during uh, E3, and now yes. we have more details. What are the details? Um, it is uh, they're, they're going to start uh, applications. If you pre-order it at a participating retailer, yes, you get um, into the beta, yes. and the number of people into the beta will grow as the game gets closer to launch, and they're just going to start selecting from people who pre-order a participating retailer. What are those participating retailers? Do we know? Mm, I don't think eh, they've said. No, so, we probably... Eh, we probably just but the beta isn't going to start until October. Okay. So um, I think they're going to start doing more details about the beta, the B-E-T-A, um, at QuakeCon, which is August 9th to 12th in Dallas. And if you can't make it there in person... It will be streamed on Mixer. <laughs> so you could, um, it seems like the best way to get into that beta, if you care, is to pre-order the game on their website. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Like, they've got, like, a special edition that has beta access. Yep. 
So the game itself, if you don't want to... Oh, they all do. Okay, just on their site. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't want to be part of the Break It Early Test application, B-E-T-A, um, you can just play the game when it comes out for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on November 14th. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got some Bastion info. So it's getting a limited run games release. Which so are... this fascinates me. Because Super Giant Games, like years ago, like two years ago, basically LRG went to Super Giant Games, and so the story goes. Um, I remember LRG saying something to the tune of Super Giant Games said it's not worth working with us because the runs we do are too little. And so the money that we make out of it is irrelevant to them. Okay. So I am really curious what has made them change their mind. Because I imagine limited run games is huge now and they kind of wanted to get in on the action. <laughs> so because and... Mac pestered them enough. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Mac. <laughs> this is legacy is getting Bastion released. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> Limited Run Games also, in the last six months, has changed their um, model. So, they still do um, a finite amount of prints for the collector's editions that they do. Yeah. And then they do a 30-day pre-order for regular editions. Oh, okay. So, like buying a t-shirt on Woot or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they were having to do it like that because scalpers were just like for the I know for no, the not at wonderful all. say what? No? Yeah, no, I know what you're getting at and no. Yeah. Oh, Anna has insider info, doesn't she? Yeah, cuz uh they actually release numbers for how many of their games show up on eBay cuz they track it. Okay. And it's something like 0.2%. Okay. I I may be misinformed. I just know that people were really mad about the Monster Boy stuff because people that that one sold out within like seconds and people were pissed and yeah so for what it's worth after they do a limited run the rights go back to the company and if they so choose they can actually do another run nothing stops them from doing that yeah yeah, um, Retronauts has a very fascinating episode about all of this that I'm probably misquoting from that you could go listen to yourself. But mm-hmm. it was a real, it was a really nice insight into how limited run works, and you know how that particular sausage is made. And I recommend checking out that episode. Hmm, that might be interesting because yeah. I mean I've gone through the process with them with uh, Dragon Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I mean, <laughs> I've I've done that. <laughs> yeah. So you know how the sausage is made. I do. <laughs> so but yeah, see, that's really interesting. Uh, the funny thing is that I was tempted to pick up this, but then I realized that I have that came on so many systems and I haven't even touched it. You've played it, right, Chris? I remember you being uh, it. What are we talking about? Bastion. Bastion. Um, I need to f- go finish it. 
Did you never finish I it? I only got halfway through. Huh. Yeah, and then I put it down. It's a short game, and I was like, oh, I'll come back to this tomorrow, and just never do it. <gasps> you need to finish it. Did you finish Bastion? It's not my kind of game. Okay, then you don't know that I need to finish it, do you? You need to finish it. Oh, why do you say that? Because cheese. Okay, fair, n- fair enough. Because cheese. Because <laughs> I want to watch I, you finish it, because the narrator's awesome. This is true. One I, uh... Huh? One game of the year. Yeah, in like 2011 or something like that. Yes, in yeah. 2011. And I posted the link to that Retronauts episode Thank you. in the Twitch chat if people want to go check it out. It, it's really f- fascinating to hear where they came from and how they decide on stuff. What oh, about- did they have like Josh or Doug on? I, I couldn't tell you which one they had. I, I I actually listened to this episode when I was in San Francisco in my hotel room, and I was kind of uh, fading, fading in and out of consciousness when I was listening to it. So <laughs> I don't exactly remember everything. That, oh, actually, I think they had both of them, um, Josh and Douglas. Nice. Now that I'm working on it. Yeah, we see Doug um, pretty much every year, Pax. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they sound like awesome people. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. limited runs like saved their business. I'm personally looking forward to that uh, Dustin Elysian Tale physical release. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. So, I have a question for you. Okay. How come you haven't played Transistor, Anna? Because it's not my kind it's of a game. Tactical RPG. Eh, not really. Mm. Okay. I guess I'll just have to let you get off with that. It's got yeah, the they, skin of a TRPG, but right. it really isn't. All right. They both look like beautiful games. I just I picked them up cheap on a flash sale and just have not had a chance to sit down and play them, unfortunately. Speaking of things I haven't had a chance to play, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 has more expansion content. Woohoo. So it uh, is adding new a new rare blade called Croissette, who is available from a special core crystal that guarantees bonding. And yay. they are also releasing the fourth and final set of DLC quests. This pass this patch also adds in the new bringer of chaos, as well as the custom difficulty option, which can be selected from the games menu. These are not listed when starting a new game. The custom difficulty lets players adjust up to 10 parameters related to battle, including enemy attack power, party gauge increases. Um, The default settings are equivalent to the game's normal difficulty. Hmm. I, uh, I like that more bravely default approach to game difficulty. I wish more games would, would do stuff like that. What do you mean? So that you can, you know, customize the... And the well, I guess in Xenobody you wouldn't have enemy <laughs> encounters, but that's, so you can customize enemy health and uh, how much damage they do and stuff like that so that you can make it as challenging or as um, easy as you want it. Ah... Uh... It seemed like there was a game recently I played. Like, like Disgaea has stuff like that. Gotcha. Only that's more um, 
Oh, what? That that's more like um, health or experience and money drop rates, though. But still, I I like being able to customize customize it like that. <laughs> that turtle shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Turtle shirt. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm hanging out on Woot just because I said something about I need a bunch of new shirts. All my shirts are getting old, and I need to throw them out. I am wearing my Agrasutso shirt from uh, T Fury. Oh, Anna, we started watching Agretzuko. We've seen, what have we seen? Four or five episodes now? What's the name of the yoga instructor? Protein! Protein! (laughs) I I only bring it up because I got that from a shirt of the day site. And my God, I get more compliments on this t shirt when I wear it out in public than anything I've ever, ever worn in my life. This, (laughs) This one, this one, and my Red 13 Lion King shirt. Nice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. There's a... Oh, never mind. Um, All right. Editorials. We had our third week of JRPG July. Yay! Yay. So I talked about Shining Resonance Refrain from start to finish. And it basically sounds exactly like Alex's review. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think the thing that makes me a little sad about Shining Residence isn't that it's a bad game but it isn't a good thing either haven't we said before that the hardest games to review are meh games yep 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 yep, yep, yep. Um, Sam uh, sent in so many screenshots for Final Fantasy 15 and Josh continued to talk about Svai, the Argus Adventure. And Wheels talked more about Octopath Traveler and a little bit Alliance Alive. And we had a video of Wheels playing Octopath Traveler. And Strawberry Eggs talks about Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology. And that wrapped up week three of JRPG July. And we also had a Hand of Fate 2 review, because it just came out on Nintendo Switch. Yep. So you can check out that review and see what our newest reviewer thought about it. What did our newest viewer think about it? You should read the review and find out. Okay, I will do that. He gave it a very high score for originality. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we have a new reviewer. Yay! And then Alex reviewed Shining Resonance Refrain. And it was very meh. And then we have boxers. I, I prefer bikini briefs myself. Okay, I guess we'll have briefs. All right. Uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker has 8 billion collector's editions and a release date. Uh-huh. Uh, September 25th, 2018. You can get the regular edition for $39.99, a noble edition for $55.99, a royal edition for $69.99, and an imperial edition, which is $85.99, which has many digital shiny things in the DLC and all the season pass DLC. And yes, it's based on the tabletop game. Yes. 
Um, Stardew Valley multiplayer is coming to PC, Max, and Linux on August 1st. It will come to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch mm, sometime. No release date for that. It's not coming to any of the other platforms that the game is on. Um, Actung Cthulhu Tactics. Are you going to play this? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, is uh, coming out in Q4 2018. Um, it is a World War II game that is infused with Cthulhu Mythos. Um, it was a Kickstarter game and is set to be released for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch by the end of the year. Um, Salt and Sanctuary was announced for Nintendo Switch. It is coming on August 2nd, 2018 to the eShop and it will be $17.99. They also announced that they are going to have a physical release coming sometime during the holidays. Mm. Uh, we actually really liked this game. Um, so, yeah, it won some awards for us. Um, when what? it came out Salt in twenty, yeah, yeah, when it came out in twenty sixteen, it won it's some a very well rated game. <laughs> yep. Um, if you prefer to get your games physically, a physical edition is coming for the PS four and PS Vita on August twenty fourth via uh, limited runs games. Um, and then we have some more combat info. For Varner of the Dragon Star, which is a compile heart game that has not been announced for North America, uh, but it is coming to Japan on the PS4 on October 11th, 2018. Uh, being a compile heart game, we are probably going to get it. It's just a matter of which publisher is going to pick it up. Um, well, well, I assume that would be Idea Factory International. Yeah. So Iffy, Nisa. Yeah. So probably Idea Factory International, possibly Nisa, but probably Iffy. Um, Katakawa Games announced uh, a release date for RPG Maker MV in Japan, um, which is going to be November 15, 2018, and which will be coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Um, the game is going to be released by NIS America in North America and Europe in 2019, but we don't have any further release date deal uh, details beyond that, so keep watching for more information on that as it becomes available. Um, we also have more info on... Well, I was going to mention the uh, RPG Maker MV has the cross... Or the cross sharing across systems, but guess which system does not have the cross sharing? PS4. Oh, uh, PS4. Yes. <laughs> what a shock! Surprise! Right. It's, um, it's amazing. How could that be? <sighs> All right. So there's new information for someone. Please pronounce this. Underwater Ray Romano. Yeah, what she said. That's all. Where? Yeah. Uduari Romano. Uduari Romano. Yeah. Close enough, at least. Can you actually pronounce it, Alex? I can, but I have to do it very slowly. Okay. Utaware Rumano. Rumono. Yeah. Utaware Rumono. Okay. It's the usual Japanese thing that is consonant vowel, consonant vowel, consonant vowel, and you just split it into those groups. 
Okay. Or say underwater Ray, Ray Romano. And All right. That's the appropriate. Bearded River Roseanne, um, which is the RPG action RPG spinoff, um, is getting three characters that were in previous games. So if you played Mask of Deception and Mask of Truth, um, you will probably recognize Aturi and Serana. Okay. They are coming to the new game. These names. I try. I try. Alright. So they also put out new media um, showing off the fact that um, the big thing for this action RPG is going to be combos. And so the idea is, is you have to chain together basic attacks, combo attacks, and special moves um, to sort of build up big combos and uh, set off deadly attacks. And that's kind of the way that you're going to take out big enemies. And so Uderuruzan is coming to PS4 in Japan on September 27th. Um, no one has announced uh, localization right now. Um Atlas put out the previous two games. Okay. Can someone, I tell you about Code Vein? Someone please confirm that I said something that wasn't stupid. Nobody knows. Can I tell you about Code Vein? No, Alex? Correct, okay. Atlas Thank you. Person. Okay. So, yeah. Hopefully they'll do this one as well. Can I tell you about Code Vein? Okay. I don't know anything about Code Vein. But they've got You got it delayed. Yeah, I got it delayed. How can you not know anything about this? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't any good. Uh, the screenshots focus on Jack. You can see him on the site now. Um, who cares? They're screenshots. This is a brief. Uh, the game was delayed, right? So they're just trying to keep things up by putting out screenshots. We had a question of the week last week of which, who's your fa- favorite doctor from Doctor Who? Um, wow. We have a lot of responses to this. Oh, they're all in here. Okay. Um, and Lord... one very clear winner. All right. David Tennant from Lord Golbez. Um, let's see. Oh, we'll come back to you in a minute. Uh, Kelly Ryan posted a gif of David Tennant. Becky yeah. said David Tennant. Jonathan Stringer said, who's Doctor Who? Uh, Sean, Sean McDougal. S. McDougal says, including the, the audio dramas, Tom Baker, McGann, Trofton, Colin Baker, McCoy, Pertwee, Eccleston, Capaldi, Hartnell, Smith, Hurt, Davison, Tennant. So Tennant was his least <laughs> favorite because I guess he was the least like classic who or something. I don't know. <laughs> and that's all we got. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> I, I love David Tennant. He's awesome. Seraphim picks. <laughs> Seraphim picks Mr. Bean from that um, Doctor Who special uh, comedy special at the end of that one time. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> that's, that's like a fifteen-minute sketch. <laughs> I don't think it really counts, but that's where we first saw the Doctor turn into a woman. <laughs> All right. Oh, whatever. Uh, that was our question of the week. Do we have a new one, Anna? Uh, I'm tied between Colin Baker and Eccleston. Do we? Do we? <laughs> Not what I Tom meant. Baker. Do we have a oh, new Colin question? Baker. Yeah. Tom Baker? Really? Oh, Colin. Yeah, I like Tom Baker just because, mostly because of a lot of his other stuff he did afterwards. I oh, wouldn't say no to a sandwich. I mean, the <laughs> scarf is cool. Yeah. 
He was my favorite growing up. My favorite of the marathon that we watched was certainly Colin Baker, but that was because he was the funniest to me. But whatever. Sylvester was also really cool. So Yeah, Tom Baker was my favorite growing up, but as an adult. Less so. Whatever. Um, so I, I just want to know what our new question is, Anna. <laughs> All right. Um, who are you going to main in the new expansion? Okay. Main or maim? Main. Because maim also new... works because it's PvP. Yeah. What what class are you going to play in the new WoW expansion? Okay. Is it... Okay. What class are you going to play in the new expansion? This is really exclusive to WoW. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, answers from the chat so far, Goblin Warlock and Ghostbusters. Who are you Go- going to main? Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to main in the new expand? Ghostbusters. Warcraft makes me feel good. Warcraft, Warcraft, Warcraft. No? Okay. Never I'm mind. surprised nobody has done this parody yet. Who are you going to main? But... Yeah. War, world of Warcraft. If you want to give us an answer and you're playing WoW, and I'm so sorry if you're not, just ignore this question of the week if you're not. 608-729-4098 if you want to call or text the answer. You can also email us at podcast.rpgamer.com, which I think Anna still checks, right? Yep. All right. And you can post it right in the show thread, which is what most people are doing now that our site doesn't suck. So, <laughs> I, I have an idea. If you don't play WoW, what class do you prefer in most RPGs? Ooh. That's a good alternative. What's your go-to RPG class? Because, like me, if, if there's a ranger character, that's what I'll play almost always. Because I oh, prefer I like killing things from a distance. All right. So that's your other question to answer. What's your go-to RPG class? Do you always play the rogue? Um, me, I'm always the Hobbit, and I play a coward. Is my class, um, which gets old after a while. Ah. You have to be creative if you want your RPG to be cool because you can only wet yourself so many times before it's not funny anymore so you have to come up with was, good material there i was about to say is this rping or is this a cry for help it's, it's rp rping okay um, oh we could we could say how how do you find the tens in 14 minus 8 would be the other question we could ask <laughs> and thus we come full circle <laughs> all right what are your new releases for the week uh, looks like Code of, Code of Princess coming to Switch, PS4, and Vita. Got Titan Quest on the Switch, which should be out now. Chasm coming to PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, and Vita. I've got a code for that. I should try it. Um, Yakuza 0 on the PC and Salt and Sanctuary we already talked about on the Switch. So are you going to play any of those things? Oh, right. There's and there's a weird-looking RPG called Dungeon Girl coming to Steam. I don't really know anything about it, but it, there it is. <laughs> um... What are you gonna play this week, Anna? Um, maybe Atelier Sophie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Alex. Um, let's probably play Ganbare Super Strikers. Ganbare Super Strikers. And that's out on like everything. Apart from that, they've and then Visual Novel and NHL Beta. Fair enough. The I I do like that they're adding Visual Novel mode to NHL this year. That's gonna be pretty good, don't you think? They're not doing that. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex's like, well, I'd, be in be. To, I'd be in for that. 
Just have a random if... hockey anime in there. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a story mode in one of the new NFL games? Uh, yeah, NFL last year had a story mode. I think they're going to have one this year. Uh, FIFA apparently has wasn't had story modes. Wasn't that the modes. punk guy who couldn't shut his mouth? No, that was the, the farm kid who was quarterback. Yeah. And couldn't you play him as a punk kid who like didn't know when to keep his mouth shut? Sure, I don't know. I didn't do that. That was like the multiple choice answer thing. We never that, got it. That giant, I don't know. Yes, but Giant Bomb played it. We watched the quick look of it. Yeah, I don't remember. All I remember <sighs> is controlling the football while it's in midair. Okay. That was the important part. <laughs> you role play the football. <sighs> it's going in the hole. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to play more Ori. And I don't know. I I tried to get into Monster Hunter this past week, and I booted it all up. I got it patched. Oh wait! So this week's the first. This week's the first. I know what I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing two games, people. I'm so excited for this, and I really hope I don't peter out on it because I've been excited for this, and I want it to work out. There are two things I want to do: Final Fantasy fourteen and Monster Hunter, because this week is when all the crossover events launch. So you're going to get yourself a Rathalos mount in 14. Yeah, and then actually one of them go. might be the seventh. So maybe maybe one of them starts this week and one next week. But still, it's it's the start of that crossover stuff is like starting this week. So yeah, that's my plan is to do crossover Monster Hunter stuff in 14 and, and, um, and Monster Hunter. And like, that'd be cool. And I could do it all on my PS4 because 14 is playable on PC or PS4. Yeah. Nobody cares. There you go. Yeah, nobody gives a crap. We're only like two weeks out from Legion or Legion Battle for Azeroth, and it's like everyone else is going to be playing WoW and be like, but Monster Hunter over in 14. Yeah, that, I forgot that uh, that was coming out so soon, B- BFA. And I don't know how I could forget because every site that I read has been just. They have counters on the page, literally counting down. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> it's, it's been going crazy, and the commercials all dropped. And I uh, told my mom and sister that Sunday the twelfth is going to be booked for me um, cl- cleaning the house so that I can get the house completely spotless before the before you expansion before you yeah. play the expansion for a week without moving. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's like gotta clean yeah. this house first. I'm not no, gonna do this in that... squalor. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, that's that's my pro tip is that if there's something that you're looking forward to comes coming out, get your chores done beforehand because they ain't getting done. I like it. I'll be busy Tuesday doing chores, apparently. Yep. <laughs> well, Hannah's already got chores for me, apparently. All right, cool. Yep. No, don't have chores for me. Laundry. Oh, we already did most of the laundry. Shirts. Oh, can you fold? Can you help fold? You're not even going to help fold? <laughs> I don't want to fold them. <laughs> How about I launder and you fold? No, I'd much rather launder and you fold. <laughs> you don't do my method of laundry? What's your method of laundry? It, just keep it in the basket all week and pull out it or take stuff out of it and then put whatever's left up by Sunday. <laughs> that what? only gets rid of seven shirts. We have a basket we, of we, like we let the 50 backlog. Shirts. We have too many shirts, and we let the backlog get too big. 
that's our problem. See, he's... So we're going to purge some so, shirts. Yeah, I mean, he says he's going to purchase shirts, and I'm just sitting here rolling my eyes, because the last thing that he needs is more shirts. No, I need to replace a bunch of these shirts. They're all, like, really thin and... Itchy. Yeah, so you know what you do? You throw them out. You yeah. literally have two overflowing drawers of shirts. Yeah, well... You know uh, okay. what you don't need? Um, more to shirts. To discuss this you on know the what podcast you do need? is what we don't need. Pants. No, I don't, actually. Okay. Chris, you ripped I'm, a pair. I'm, yeah, and I had I had an extra pair at that point. We were good. Okay. I, I'm about to piss your wife off something fierce. You can um, look online for people that'll make quilts out of your old shirts. Um, people do that for, like, their concert shirts, and that's something that I need to do for a bunch of my uh, concert shirts that I don't want to get rid of, but I they are just too threadbare for uh, wearing anymore. Just pay someone to sew a quilt out of them. There you go. Yeah. Alrighty. And with that, did we all talk talk about what we're playing? Mm-hmm. You didn't ask me. What are you playing, Kelly? I am going to be doing Final Fantasy X side quests while binge-watching the new where, the new Blacks. And where is Sonic Media Plus and all that? Yeah, I haven't touched Sonic What Mania. are you waiting for? <sighs> Kelly. I know, scandalous. Kelly. Why'd you bring this up? Because <laughs> I remember. I'm a good host. I remember. <laughs> North <right>. remembers. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. No, we won't. Next week is the wedding, isn't it, Anna? Um. Yeah. Next week's the wedding. Yeah. We will not be here next week. Uh, I'm not getting married, but I'm best man in my friend's wedding, so I'm busy all day. Sorry. <laughs> But we'll be back in two weeks. Until then, play your game, send us some feedback, and hopefully some news will happen. Won't yeah. that be nice? Yeah. Alrighty. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.